Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Junks are presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Coming up in about 45 minutes is very important. There's a lot going on at 845. First and foremost, Dylan Strom will join us at 845. Also, we'll give away two pairs of tickets to see Luke Bryan's Mind of a Country Boy tour at 845. So keep listening for your chance to score those. But everybody wants to weigh in on the fact that Josh Harris is sitting in on the quarterback interviews, participating in the quarterback interviews at the Scouting Combine <clears throat> In Indy, Adam Schefter tweeted it just about an hour ago to his 10.7 million followers. And I think we have a split room here. I think EB and I look at it like it's not a big deal. He's the owner. He wants to kind of feel what the combine's all about and sit in on what's the most important decision for his personnel department going forward for probably five, seven, maybe ten years for the franchise. I just plunked down $6.05 billion for it. I think it's okay for him to ask a few questions. If he's the deciding factor or he's a big impact on all of this, then I would say he's probably overstepping yes. you know, Correct. his bounds. 1,000%. But I have no problem with him asking a few questions. Now, if he if it turns out he's making the final call, even yeah. if the call if, hits, if then now, the, I don't think that's the right process. If he's in the war room on draft night, and he walks over and tears up Adam Peters' card with whoever's name is on it and right. hands his own card in, then it's a major, major problem. Then right. you have Dan Snyder version 2.0. I'm guessing they're all going to be on the same page. I would, I would think. I don't yeah. think it's a big deal, but he's in the war room right now. Good. I don't have a problem. The difference I'm okay also, with the owner being in the war room as long as he's not the one handing in the card for the pick. The difference I'd also want to be in the war room, too, if I own the team. The difference also with Dan is... He was uniquely awful in all of his businesses. They all failed. The only one that didn't, well, it, the Redskins really failed, but the, the, for some reason the value went up because TV contracts, and he well, stumbled under the most you know popular sport yeah, in, in the history of the world. The NFL is idiot proof. But all of his other business 
decisions and acumen, they all ultimately failed. So, I mean, he was just a failure all the way around. That's a little bit of a difference. I don't think Harris has that track record. I think he's a more successful person than Dan Snyder. All right, let's go to Chuck. Even the NFL, in terms of the value of the franchise going up, I saw a study that if he had just put his money in the stock market, it would have gone up as much as the NFL team. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. <clears throat> Certainly if he had put it in Bitcoin. Sock it away. Chuck, Pennsylvania. Hey. Chuck, what's up? How you doing, guys? Hello, Chuck. Hey, good. Uh, yeah, I got three th- real quick things. Uh, yeah. First of all, Josh Harris drove into D.C. There was no championship banners hanging on his car from his two previous. So his, his record in the past is mediocre at best. So he comes into a town where for 25 years we have an owner who meddles in all the, uh, the uh, player decisions, quarterback, whatever. So they're going to have the combine. And he says, geez, I'd like to fit in on that. You know, just even as an innocent boss, I'm not going to say nothing. He should have had enough sense to think again and say, God, what will the fans think of seeing me doing the same thing the previous owner was criticized for 25 years? Maybe I'll just stay away. I think he should have had enough sense to do that, even though he had. I can understand him wanting to sit in, and he had the right to sit in, but he should have had enough sense to figure out that's not going to look good to the fans. And third, the quarterbacks that are sitting there and they're they're being asked questions, the answers they give it may be different with Josh Harris sitting on the in the corner in a chair as opposed to just the general manager and whatever coaches are there. So I think it was a very bad move on his part and a very bad not thinking ahead and not knowing what the fans think of the um, you know of the previous owner. Hmm. All right, That's fair enough. Thought. Fair enough. Thank you, Chuck. Appreciate it. Just trying to go in order here. Let's go to Ron in Richmond. Ron, what's up? Yeah, hi guys. Uh, good morning. Hey, look, I mean, I look at this. Uh, I own two businesses, okay, and I have executive committees. Now, I think we're missing some things. One, when they in, when they came out for that press conference with all three of those guys, they said it was going to be a collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. Number one, okay. So number two, I don't think Josh is going to make the final decision, but he's in those uh, interviews because if I don't know, then that's another thing we need to look at. How many people are actually in the interview? Don't know. From the Washington. We, okay, no so we don't know that. Suppose, okay, exactly. Suppose we have three in there and then counting Josh is four. And these three or four can't make up their minds. If Josh is going to have his input on the final decision, he has to be in there and know what he's seeing. Okay? So he has to be in there. I would be in there if I spent that kind of money. And here's the last point I want to make. Nine out of ten quarterbacks fail. And the daggone owner's not in any of those meetings. So what difference does it make? It's a crapshoot. I don't think it's that so, high that nine out of ten well, fail. Well, well, the, uh, these uh, first-round uh, picks, know, it's it's more like 50-50. Okay, um, but you know I'm exaggerating, yeah, but yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. Um, the ones but but, but let me ask you this. It's hypothetical because sure. don't, we don't know who's in the room, right? We'd assume that Adam Peters is in the room. And there's a good chance Dan Quinn is because Dan Quinn's there, but I think he was coming back. So a lot of these head coaches aren't there. So let's say it's Adam Peters, Dan Quinn, and it could either be Cliff Kingsbury or Josh Harris. Which one would you rather have in the room with the quarterback? Josh Harris. Then Cliff Kingsbury? Okay. Yes, yes. You, you know why? You know why? Because a guy made another interesting point. When I sit down and hire executives, okay, there's things that I may see in leaders that Adam doesn't see. We all have our strong suits. Sure. I'm not saying Adam is not 
uh, you know, a good judge of character. But this man has built billion-dollar companies, and he knows what a leader looks like. See, he's not judging whether the guy can throw a pass or not. Right. He's judging what kind of person you're getting. Right. So I think I agree with all that. of that, all of that needs to be looked at. When also, you're trying to get. Thank you, Ron. Look, thank you. Thank I, you, you bring up excellent points. What if Adam Peters asked them to sit in in the meetings? What Possible? if Adam said, "You know what, Josh? Come on uh, in. You should yeah. sit in with us because I do. I just want you to just kind of listen to the guys and just you know, just give me your thoughts." Yeah, we don't know. Maybe he did. What if he said that? He might have. And didn't Peters, when he was introduced, he said he listens to other people when it comes to making yes. decisions and gathering intel and data. We got all the football stuff covered, but I wouldn't mind having your input on the guy. Yeah. Sit in on it. Will you hold my hand, Josh? As I go through my first big decision, <laughs> Mr. Boss Man. <laughs> maybe I don't maybe like he's a it. I just don't worker. like it. Maybe he actually. It's a bad, it's a bad look for a hat on, Josh. <laughs> Wait for By the me. way, I, 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 you may be right. He may be good at reading people and assembling the right people for his businesses. But he also, he, generally probably he also is. might just be a numbers guy. You know, there are some people that aren't good people that become great leaders of companies that aren't necessarily great. In terms of interaction, uh-huh. they may, he might just be a numbers guy. Okay, so then why, if he's a numbers guy, then what what would be the benefit of him being there? If he's only a m- numbers guy. I'm not the one preaching there's a benefit him to be in the room. I'm saying it's potentially a red flag. It's not necessarily a red flag. Right. I can buy your data point argument. Yeah. I but I could also buy the argument, and it's an unknown, that he may influence the decision. I'm going to guess, by the way, he's more than just a numbers guy. I don't think you get to the level of business success if mm. you aren't able to like foster relationships with people, right. carry on conversations with people. You, you can't just be an awkward numbers guy that stumbles your way to the level of wealth that he's well, Snyder accumulated. Did. Snyder bought a team, and he couldn't, yeah, he couldn't even okay, talk to his he's wife. He's an outlier, but I just feel like if you get really to, if you get to Harris's level, I just feel like you're not strictly – a numbers nerd that doesn't know anything else about the businesses that you're running and, and you're probably right, but I don't I don't know enough about the world of private equity, even though my uh, brother kind of works me, in it. I don't either. But it's all about buying companies and sometimes buying them low, then flipping them, and you know he just might be smart at that type of stuff, like sitting in the office and saying, "Hey, here's a company we can pounce on. Let's uh, let's acquire this company." All right, let's go to Sarah in Ashburn. Sarah, what's up? You're on with the jokes. Uh, the, I think, you know, you all should wait until further information comes out. It's a, uh, making a big to-do about nothing. Mm-hmm. We don't know what transpired after they met with the quarterbacks, that I think we should just wait. And I think you all are going to work yourself up to an aneurysm the way you're talking about <laughs> well, it. Let's just hope that wait. doesn't happen. We, mm-hmm. we don't know what transpired until we know I don't think we should keep on weighing in on this. All right. It's, yeah, but we got, we got, not a yeah, but this is we the nature a, of sports talk yeah, radio. We got a four-hour show. We're going to have opinions of things that we don't know about. Yeah. I'd love to break down the Tennessee-Auburn <laughs> game from last night, but show. I know Valdez and uh, Drabby won't let me. <clears throat> All right, let's go to Dave. Drab said that this was manna from heaven for a sports radio <laughs> Absolutely show. Absolutely is. Th- thank you, Adam Schefter. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, Dave, we lost Dave. Let's go to Jay in Largo. Hey, Jay, what's up, man? Hey, guys. I think um, I think we're making a big like. I think what it is is that we're shell shocked from from Daniel Snyder, and this is like, oh my God, is this is this Daniel Snyder two point oh? Yeah. To be honest, I think what's happening is 
if 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 any of you would have had seven billion dollars to have outbid Josh Harris, every last one of y'all will be at the compound right now. Let's stop. <laughs> like, like we right. would, like we, would, you know. And so, and this is this like somebody mentioned that this was a fanboy thing. I really feel like that's what this is. I, I mean, like I feel like this is him. Like, oh my gosh, I get to be a part of or see this process. He and, does and seem is, like a fanboy with the solo cup and being at the game. Exactly, he's that's having exactly a good time. Who he is. Yeah, he's just having a good time, and he's like, oh my, can't nobody tell him that he cannot go? And so he's like, well, look, I'm going to go sit in. I really feel like this is a one-off. I don't think that this is going to be a thing that is going to be uh, a thing. You know what I mean? It's not going to be a Daniel Snyder thing. I really feel like he's just wanting to be a part of the process and see what he put $6 billion up for. Hey, I'm yeah. curious. This is a totally different topic, but I'm curious. Right now, number two pick, who do you want the commanders to take? Oh, man, why are you putting me on the spot? Give it to me right now. Just who's your boy? I want. I want to. I, I, I want to. Say, I want to do something about the offensive line. If we're going to get a quarterback. Oh, we got to get an offensive line. Goodbye. Goodbye. Nice talking to you today. You were credible until you said oh, that. With the second pick, please. <laughs> I right, wonder if some I, people. I don't want him sitting in on the meetings. I wonder if some people, like our <laughs> listeners, were influenced by Dan Quinn coming on the show yesterday and saying that Jaden Daniels. Was a game changer. I, mean, I thought a lock. He was going to say one of the three quarterbacks. He just goes random offensive. I linemen. will say this: I checked the mock draft yesterday, mm-hmm. late afternoon, and it had Daniels going to the Commanders. Kuiper has Jaden Daniels going to the Commanders now. Game changer. All because of that interview. <laughs> maybe, but maybe. And our Merrill Hodge interview not only went viral one day. I mean, they say uh, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Mm-hmm. Merrill Hodge on Colin Cowherd the next day. Ah. All right, let's go to Mo in Largo. Mo, what's up? Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. Um, I understand him wanting to be a part of the process, but, you know, on the surface, let's look at what we know. You know, he's not afraid to delegate responsibility. They've established a pretty good staff, and it's already known that we're acquiring another quarterback. And as far as who I want, this is what I did. I went back and looked at the worst games between Caleb and Jaden and Drake May, and it's not even close, gentlemen. Jaden Daniels will be our number one, our starting quarterback next year. I'm telling you, the kid is phenomenal. Just look at the games that they lost and try to tell me he was the reason why they lost the game. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you, Mo. Thank Appreciate you, Mo. Call. His game well, log he, this year is going to be absurd. I don't know if you'd find numbers, a bad game. No doubt. He put up huge, huge numbers. No doubt. All right, let's go Scott in Alexandria. Scott, what's up, bud? You're on with the joke. Do you think Mo actually did that, though? What? He looked up. He watched the worst games of each of these Probably. guys. Like the season's I guarantee, over. I guarantee you, Mo did that. Really? Yes. That's a very Mo thing to do. <laughs> Mo's hardcore. It's a lot of effort. You're just lazy. He's not lazy like you. Yeah. Who do you think is the worst game he had? Missouri or something? So he went back and got the film or he, he, he just went to watch YouTube? every throw. He probably watched the ever throw on YouTube. Yeah, it takes five minutes. Scott, what's up? Yo, what's going on, guys? So I, I think the concern here, I think we might be missing what the issue is. I, I would assume Schefter is a mouthpiece for the other owners in the league. So my, my sense would be the reason he put this out is I would think that owners are very concerned about these PE firms moving to the NFL. We're operating under the assumption like Josh Owner is the actual owner of the team. He's a majority, majority shareholder who has to report back to his other partners. Part of the reason he's probably there is like in a normal PE environment, 
he's got to go back to his other investors and say, hey, we're thinking about doing this, we're thinking about doing this, that. But I would assume that the other owners are, as their values increase, are very concerned with the idea that individual people are probably going to be unable to buy their teams. So understanding what these PE groups and these collection of owners would do relative to these team acquisitions is going to be ultimately interesting to teams. So I think more than anything, our ownership group is like a litmus test for how the league will move forward in terms of ownership. I I almost can't take the PE. I get PE means private equity (laughs) here. To me, it still means physical education. (laughs) When I hear PE, I think of our teacher, Mr. Haggard, back in the day at Pointer Ridge. All right, we'll continue (laughs) to take your calls on the MGM National Harbor listener lines, 800-636-1067. Do you have issues with Josh Harris exerting influence over the number two pick in the NFL draft, we'll take your calls next. You're welcome. To- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Call us throughout the show on the MGM National Harbor listener lines, 800-636-1067. Also, gentle reminder, in 20 minutes, we will give away two pairs of tickets to see Luke Bryan at Jiffy Lube Live, and we'll also talk to Dylan Strom. That's at 845. Sweet. So keep listening. That's a gentle reminder? Gentle reminder. (laughs) Nice. Just just gentle. Hmm. Just sneak it in there to the listeners. Bang out a few more of these from calls. Your, from your, uh, your nap during the break? No. no. <laughs> a micro nap? Tried. I tried, Cakes. <laughs> Did what you could. BT Dub, I know most people already know this, but the, when I said the top of the show, I saw a police response. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was a DC cop shot right next door. Do we know what the circumstance was? Was he just sit, chilling don't, in his car? Don't or was know. He in the middle of a rest? Don't know. All right. But it happened right next door. If you find out, if you know information, let us know. Well, uh, let's go to Scott in Crofton. Scott, what's up, buddy? You're on with the junks. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Scott. So, I think that some people need to realize that he owns a hockey team and he owns a basketball team, and the drafts are completely different for both those sports. So, I, I am on uh, EB and Cake's side here. I mean, it's the guy's first draft. He wants to see what it's like. Not, it doesn't necessarily mean he's calling the shots or making the calls. He just wants right. to see what it's about. And Furthermore, without Josh Harris, these guys wouldn't be in those seats anyway, so I think he has every right to be there. Okay. He definitely has every no one right to be the there. Right. No, I don't think anyone's I arguing the right. I this is a very good and measured retweet by Mark Bullock, at Mark 
Mark Bullock NFL, who I think is mm-hmm. a pretty rational dude. He said, to be fair to Harris, if I was the owner, I'd want to sit in on the meetings too. As fans, we'd all love to be in there. As long as he allows Adam Peters to make the final decision, I don't see an issue with it. Harris's history with other teams suggests he won't interfere. All right, that's why you got to give you him go. the benefit Look, of the doubt. I, I know you're making it seem like you and EB are on one side. I'm not against that side. I'm just saying it's possible. I'm, we don't know. We'll see how it plays out. I'm against it if he's the one making the decision. Absolutely. That's what I'm against. One thousand percent. But I don't. I, but I don't I, think he is. But I think Adam Peters should be the guy making the decision. Ultimately, yeah. it's whether the player works out. Like, had we learned post-mortem that Dan Snyder had nothing to do with the Haskins pick, and Jay Gruden loved Haskins, he didn't work out. Right. But I'm telling you, if it works out and he picks it, it's not yeah, a good— yeah, your process not a, has That's to, the red flag. If, if Harris made the pick Potentially. and it worked out, it's still incorrect because you're going about your business in an incorrect manner. Because you've, picked, you've hired a general manager— to run the football side, and then all of a sudden you're just going to take his expertise and his his level of knowledge about football and just just punt it into the sun. That makes no sense. Got to have a good process. The only thing uh, Harris should be doing is paying the guy, whoever they draft. Just write the checks. No, he, Peters, he, you pick up Dan Quinn. You have some input too, and maybe creating a family room in the training that, that <laughs> in the training uh, facilities and the stadium. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because the team got an F minus in treatment of families. All right, let's go to Matt in Fairfax. Remember, we have uh, Dylan Strom coming up at eight forty-five. Matt, what's up, buddy? Hey, fellas. I think all of you guys are right. I think this is kind of what goes through our brain as fans of this franchise, which we've been mentally abused with uh, for years because of what we've done at quarterback. I think uh, Harris, you know, his first year. As an owner, he got to see the three top quarterbacks that were chosen in the draft give us a little bit of everything. We saw the number one pick be terrible. We saw the number two pick be fantastic. And then we saw the uh, Richardson get hurt. So um, if, if I were him, I'd want to be in the room. But, but I, I agree kind of I, I think it's, it's all of the opinions on, on you guys that, that are right. All right, thank you, buddy. We're Appreciate it. Let's go to it's good. It's good to be right. Let's go to Keith. Well, I know this. None of us are wrong because there is no answer. Yeah, that's true. Why is Magic not there? Magic should be there. Because Did I hear my name? Hold yes, on we one can. second, Keith. Hold on one Maybe second. Because, on a, because if I if I want someone to identify greatness, why not ha- bring Magic in? Yeah, it doesn't he always can, work out. He, can that, prob- that, he can that, probably <laughs> has a better shot of identifying it than Harris. That was Jason hey, Bishop's he helped, argument he for Michael Jordan. Identifying <laughs> greatness, and then he drafted Kwame Brown. <laughs> hey, just, because, well, just because Jordan couldn't do it doesn't mean Magic can't. That's true. And that was, a, to be fair, that was a that was a poor NBA draft as well. <laughs> just, just to defi- I'm not. In who, well, of, who should he have taken in hindsight? If, I mean, who was the the tall, skinny dude who went to the Tyson Bulls? Chandler? Might have been Tyson Chandler. Oh yeah, I, I think remember. that's right. All right, Keith, what's up? <laughs> Uh, well, I think you're right. Tyson Chandler, I think that was a 2001 draft. Yeah, that's that, right. Uh, yeah, um, uh, I think he was the, Eddie Curry. the best outcome. If it's I recall, we're getting sidetracked. Yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Um, uh, what I want to say about um, uh, uh, Harris was that um, uh, what I, I'm very excited about the new ownership in general. Um, uh, also, <laughs> I think that uh, we – are I have not heard anyone speak about the report okay? card from the players. <laughs> you're, you're doing a lot of stamina. Are you sir. nervous? You nervous, bro? 
Uh, wait, yeah, yeah, I do have anxiety. All right. Um, all right. Uh, so I am a nervous. Um, Who uh, doesn't? Uh, <laughs> I've been a long time listener, and I am uh, and you are, and you guys are my uh, like happy hour because uh, I, I work from uh, nine to five p.m. to a.m. Okay. So I still right. have coffee. All right. So what's your overall question? <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, well, it's not a question so much as a comment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I was thinking about that report card that I was hearing about yesterday that came out about the NFL from right. the NFL yeah. PA yeah. and uh, how we're awful. Mm-hmm. And I think that he should spend his time and money thinking more about the facilities and uh, what we can do to improve. To be fair, things. I'm going to cut you off. Yeah. Thank you. To Kim. be okay. fair. Thank you for the call. Yesterday, Jason Wright came on this station. He's the president of the Washington Commanders. He was on with Grant and Danny, and he talked about pouring $75 million into upgrading certain things with the stadium and the training facilities. He said a lot of the stuff wasn't sexy. Some of it's like HVAC stuff, mm-hmm. right? plumbing stuff. Hey, but, you have to hook up the infrastructure at times, right, JP. But those are part of the complaints. And we did talk about their report card earlier. I mean, what kind of jumped out was they got F minuses in treatment of families, training room. They got an F in team travel, an F minus in locker room, an F in training staff. And a D plus in food and cafeteria. Looked a lot like my report card my first semester sophomore year at Towson. Their best grades, the only thing they really were solid, the owner got a B, which was 18th in the NFL. New owner. And the strength coaches got a B. What did Snyder get? Do you remember what his grades were? (laughs) Couldn't have been a B. No. Sure, they were horrible. All right, let's go to Gus. Gus, what's up, man? You're on with the junks. Hey, guys. You know what? I'm alarmed because... I see the point of having, you know, the business executive like Harris use business acumen to judge or to be involved. But uh, the thing that Chester says is that all the other teams aren't doing it. And maybe Jerry Jones, but why aren't the other 30 teams involving their ownership in, the, in this if business acumen is so important in this whole interview process? Well, we don't know. Don't know. We don't know how many owners do this. It, I mean, Schefter said most owners do not. But yeah, so there could be there unusual. could be seven or eight. There could be seven or eight or do it. We don't know. But one, one thing I want to say is that um, maybe our ownership structure gives us some recourse because if Harris proves to be meddlesome, and that won't be determined for maybe a couple of years, and hopefully that never gets to the point, right. can't they vote him out? Because he's not like a majority owner. I think he has shares, but he's not like 50%. Hold on, we're talking about voting out Josh Harris. He hasn't been on the team fully for a full year. Come on. We're ready to get rid of him. What is happening here? We just finally got freed of Dan Snyder. No, no, no. I, I get what he's saying. He's I get saying what he's the saying. board. The he's board. Saying, yeah, like, he's saying all yeah. the other shareholders. They could make um, him a non-controlling owner. Yeah, sure. if Josh doesn't oh, Yeah. I don't know how that works. He doesn't have over 50%. They're going to perform a coup. But he owns the most well, if, well, shares. Yeah, yeah. If he's going in there and making decisions and being meddlesome, like he said, and and uh, Rails doesn't want him making the football decisions. Happens I, I, in businesses. Yeah. I could. I think people I mean, that's a long, that's a long, that's, I mean, it's a. Down the road. I think we're taking from, this to we don't even know if he's meddling. <laughs> yeah. yes. All we know is that he's in there and he might have asked a couple questions. The most reasonable thing that the last caller said is we're really not going to know for two or three years. Right. I think so. <laughs> Unless somebody says after the draft, oh, yeah, Josh had a major influence. He really liked him. Right then now, say, what you can say is dangerous. he took over an inept franchise during his first year as the owner on the field. They were horrific. Not necessarily his fault. He weighs... Patient with the head coach, Ron Rivera, because other teams fired their coaches along the way. 
He wrote it out, and now he's made his first couple of hires, Adam Peters and Dan Quinn. And now he's going to have his first draft. All right, let's go to Christina. I always love to hear a lady's perspective, Cakes. Hello, Christina. Christina. Hey, hey, team. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I am actually an executive recruiter and happen to know someone who used to work very closely with Josh. Ooh, yeah. I, like former this. I like this inside skinny. Of, <laughs> she was as a head of HR at uh, Harris Blitzer Sports Entertainment. Um, and one of the things that she shared about him is he, he surrounds himself with very, very smart people. He is obviously very intelligent himself. As you guys said, he wouldn't get to the level that he's uh, right. without being pretty smart, but he does, he does delegate. Um, so my sense is if you equate this to a search, right, where you're looking for, you know, in this sense, the quarterback is your kind of CEO and he's the board chairman, if you will. He's just doing some due diligence. And as you guys said before, this is his first go around at this. It's a very different ball game relative to the NHL draft or, or the NBA. Um, and we don't know what's going on in those rooms, right? Like, we don't know if he's asking questions, but I think it's in his it's in his right to, you know, engage in this way, at least this first time around. Um, and he does have a, you know, financial responsibility in a sense to report back on what he sees about the process to his other his other investors. So I'm not super worried about it. I think once you get more information on what's actually happening there, um, and obviously if it continues, that could, that's going to be a problem. But from everything I know about the guy, like he's, he's surrounding himself with the right people to make these decisions. What do you do again, Christina? Did you say what you do? She's an executive. Yeah, I'm an executive search professional. Uh, so I do C-level recruiting from Okay. Our executives, but CEO, COO, CHRO. Oh, C-level means chief. Yes, like okay, C-suite. Okay. executive officer. Yeah, and I do a lot of work in the private equity space. So the other callers, right, like a private equity, you know, it's a very different ballgame. So are you loaded? <laughs> I think she's doing pretty uh, well, I'd guess, if I had I'm, to guess. I'm very fortunate. Uh, I love my company. Shout Where do you out, live? I struggle. Where do you live? I live in, in, in uh, Bethesda, but work in D.C. I'm on my way to work right now, actually. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Be careful driving. All right. Thank you. Thanks for calling Thanks, in, Christine. Guys. I appreciate yep. it. Appreciate it. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah. See? She goes Sense out and recruits no big sellies, what she does. I wanted to ask more questions, but I, yeah. Maybe Kevin Willard could uh, she recruits, hire her. Basically, she yeah. recruits business titans. <laughs> Like yeah. Kevin industry. Willard just needs to find shooters. She could find them. Yeah. She could probably go find them. She could go find shooters for Kevin Willard. I like it. See the NIL money. That's yeah. right. Hey, Top a big bag of the day, shooter. I think that's what it comes down You're a grad. Why don't you throw some NIL up there? Not no. on that level. <laughs> two. <laughs> Not two for 22? Minor league basketball. Yeah. All right, we got Stromer coming up, so I don't think we should go to these calls. If people want to call in afterwards, they can. Um, yeah. Then we got Jason Smith, who's coming up at 945, yeah. right? Dylan Strom will join us next, and we'll give you a chance to win tickets to see Luke Bryan at Jiffy Lube Live. So keep listening. We'll be right back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, we told you 845 was the time for you to be listening for your chance to win tickets to see Luke Bryan. So give us a call right now, 800-636-1067. Callers 10 and 11 are going to win tickets to see Luke Bryan's Mind of a Country Boy Tour 2024. The date of the event, Saturday, June 22nd at Jiffy Lube Live. Tickets are on sale right now. For tickets and more event info, visit thefandc.com slash events. Those tickets are courtesy of our friends at Live Nation. Wanted to let you know that we will talk Wizards with Jason Smith from Monumental Sports Network. He will be on the show in just about an hour. That is at 940 Five. With hmm. the Pistons winning the other night, are they tied for worst record in the NBA? Let me go to tankathon.com, yes. JP, and find out. Almost positive you. they are. I think they're both 9 and 49. Less both are 9 and 49. Yep. Though the Wizards are clearly trying harder. They've lost 12 straight. <laughs> the stupid Pistons, they have won one in a row. And they've won three out of the last 10, as opposed to being 0 for 10 and for the Wizards. Don't Wiz. sleep on the Spurs. They're making a real push. They have lost five straight. They are sitting at 11 and 48. That one's baffling to me because they have probably the rookie in the year in Victor Wembanyama. Yeah. They've got a Hall of Fame coach, Greg Popovich. By the way, that w- it will officially enrage me if the Spurs get the number one pick in back-to-back years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Officially enraged, <laughs> right. I will be, just so you know. All right. Joining us right now on the BetQL guest hotline is our pal Dylan Strom from the Washington Capitals. He's brought to you by C.D. Shanahan's Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Quality and comfort you can rely on. What's up, Stromer? Not much. Good morning, guys. How's it going? Good morning. Hey, Dylan, this is something that we never asked you about. Um, give us your memories for when you were drafted. Yeah. Um, well, my draft was in Florida. Uh, it was beautiful. I had uh, my grandparents there. had uh, my two best friends from home there. Um, obviously my whole family was there. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, a nerve wracking time. I think everyone kind of know in my draft, especially who was going to be one and two, um, which was McDavid and, and then Eichel. Um, oh, and, that's a loaded draft right geez. there. Man. Yeah. And then the draft people would say kind of started at three. So, um, like when, when it was kind of got a little bit more interesting and then it was the coyotes and the Leafs were picking number four and then, uh, Carolina was number five. So, um, you know, any of those three teams is kind of where I was kind of slotted and um, just so happened to be uh, the Coyotes that picked me at, at number three. So luckily I didn't have to wait too long. And, um, you know, like, like anything in hockey, anytime Toronto's involved, it, it gets, you know, pretty, pretty blown out of proportion and, and it gets pretty, pretty big media coverage. So um, with Leafs having the fourth pick, it was, uh, you know, it was quite the, quite the time down there. So um, got to do lots of things before the draft, but it was uh you know, a, a cool experience. You were 18 then? Yeah, I was 18, yeah. 
What is the weather culture shock like going from living in Canada your whole life to living in Arizona? I had a buddy who lived in Arizona for a long time, and he said he'll never go back. He said the heat <laughs> is just so so intense. He'll just he'll just never go back there. Yeah, well, the first time I was well, so when I when I got drafted, about a week after you get drafted, you got to go to like development camp. It's called it's in the summer. And I remember walking out of the airport, and it just was like a, a, you walked into a sauna, basically, as soon as you got out of the airport. Um, I had never felt anything like that before. Um, it was, you know, they say it's like, you know, it's it's a, it's hot, but it's a dry heat. I'm like, I don't care what who calls it what, it's hot. Like, it's hot, no matter what kind of hot it is. Hey, hey Stromer, did, that, did you ever meet with an owner in the pre-draft process? Um. I'm just trying to think now. Uh, not an owner, no, no. It would have been like some. Sometimes the president was there because we, when we go to the combine, like you, you have a, you get a sheet of paper of all the teams that want to talk to you, uh-huh. and you kind of go around it in like a. It's actually in the, in the Buffalo Sabers arena, and you go around to different suites um, when, whenever your meeting time is. And uh, a lot of the time, there's a president or the GM, and, and a lot of the time, there's like lots of scouts, and they they grill you with some pretty hard questions or or some some right. interesting questions for sure, but. Um, Never an owner, never an owner. I just actually read that this morning that Josh Harris was right. was uh, was there in the combine, right? Right, yeah. 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 So there's big controversies, providing a load, boatload of content for the junks <laughs> yeah. this morning. Um, <laughs> hey, take us through the NHL combine. How is that similar or different to the NFL? Like, how, are, are there a bunch of on ice drills? You mentioned the interview process, obviously, but I mean, we know like the forty yard dash and the cone drill in the NFL. What what do they put you guys through at the NHL combine? So actually, at the NHL combine, there's no on ice stuff. Okay. So um, it's uh, it's all off ice. Just probably, I want to say like uh, probably like ten ten different things. You kind of just go station to station. Like you're you're pretty typical like pull ups, um, bench press. Uh, like there's like a five, a kind of like a five ten five where you like shuffle five yards, run uh, ten yards, shuffle five yards, and they kind of do it both ways. Um, there's there's the the big thing for the combine is like the the two bike tests that people talk about a lot. So there's the the Wingate and and the I don't know, I think there might even only be one. So Wingate and, or the VO2 Max. So it's like one of those things where you wear the the it looks like a like you're a fighter pilot with mm-hmm. that thing on your face and like with the tube and you kind of just got to go all out for 30 seconds and then they they kind of like to do uh they like to do uh interviews right after uh right after you get off that. So that that's where it gets a little bit tougher and 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 I think that's kind of like a thing that they do where, you know, you got to meet with the media as soon as you get off the, the VO2 max bike. So you're, you know, your heart's racing pretty good and you're out of breath, but they, they're just still grilling. you. looks bike, like you guys so. do the uh, grip strength too and long jump. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. Long jump, high jump, grip strength. It's been a while. So I, it was, uh, I, I can't believe it was nine years ago. What was your what, vertical what was... jump? Cause they also do the vertical jump. I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I couldn't tell you. The only thing I know is I didn't come. I don't, I didn't come last in anything, I don't think, and uh, and I was just trying to be middle of the pack. I'm not the I'm not the greatest, uh, you know, off ice tester or on ice tester for that matter. I, I you know, not the fastest guy, but um, they never do any like smarts or brains tests. So I'll I'll, I'll maybe I'll, I'll start something like that. What was Coach Carberry's grip strength after the eight three loss? To the, <laughs> nice one, nice pivot to, to the Red Wings. <laughs> yeah. That was a last year thing, so we have no more grip strength this year. So, <laughs> but it probably would have been like a hundred. Yeah. Well, look, we all know that the game tomorrow night is just massive, right? Chasing the Flyers in the standings. I know you look at the standings, but uh, we asked Carberry about it when we had him on, and he said, you know, I don't really don't look at the standings. We kind of all know what the situation is. 
Um, but you as a player, I mean, you obviously know how big this Flyers game is because time's running out and we've got to beat the team that we're chasing. Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice to get the win against Detroit um, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that's hockey. You move on. We play Detroit two more times. We play Flyers two or three more times. So, um, you know, they're, they're, they're big games. Yeah, this is the games that you want to play in as a hockey player. Obviously, last, last game, it didn't, didn't go so well for us. Um, you know, we're traveling after a win on, on a back-to-back. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll use that as some, uh, you know, some, some excuses. I know we don't like to use excuses, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll use that. And, and maybe the A3 was a bit more lopsided than it, than it probably should have been. So, I know we left Chucky out to dry a little bit there. But, um, you know, we're coming back tomorrow. We, we, uh, you know, it's a huge game. We haven't played the Flyers in a couple months, maybe three months, and and last time it was four three in a shootout, and uh, we had a, we had a three two lead pretty late. So, um, you know they're a good team that they've they're they're probably the team that's um, you know kind of I would say probably jumped out of out of uh, you know people maybe didn't have them in the playoffs to begin the season, but they've they've kind of you know had a pretty successful season all year round. So um, it'll be nice to, to to get a win and and climb within a couple points of them. So that's what we're looking for and. and um, it's a huge game. It's a division rival, so I know well the boys will be fired up and ready to go. Stromer, I saw basically that exact quote you just gave about hanging Chucky out to dry from TVR. Does that does that mean more to you and your teammates when it comes from a fellow teammate instead of coming from Carbs or somebody else from the coaching staff? Yeah, I think uh, as players, you know, we know what what Chuck, uh, Chucky's meant to our team this year. Um, you know when we were scoring one or two or maybe three goals a game, you know, we were winning a lot of those games, uh, you know, in large part to him. Um, and, you know, when, when you, when you're on a back to back and, and you're, you know, it's, it's a big game and, and the score kind of gets away from you and they, you know, they're scoring goals that we, we shouldn't be, we should be giving up those chances. And you kind of, you kind of just, um, there's no really excuse for it. You know, he, he's meant a lot to our team and uh, you know, we definitely owe him. We definitely owe him a, a really good defensive performance um, coming up here soon. I'm not sure if he's in the, in the net tomorrow night, but um, you know, whenever he's in there next, I think you'll see a, you'll see a determined group of, of guys that, that, Definitely knew they let their goalie out to dry. Stromer, I'm going to give you a pop quiz about your teammate. How well you know Chucky. Hmm. What's the name of his catching glove? Oh, I actually saw this the other day. Oh, God. I tried to. I think I tried to just erase this from my memory. You want when a I hint? I'll give, you, uh, I'll give you a hint. Starts with a I want J. To say it's like, uh, J. I was going to say Betsy or Betty, but... Uh, Jack. Josie. 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 I was going to say... Just so you know, now now you know more about Why, your are they all Are they all female names? I don't know. Oh. I just know that his name was catching do, well. Do I'm, all... almost, I'm almost positive that he's the only goalie in the NHL that does that. So. Oh, really? Oh, really? That's a, no, it's okay. a Chucky thing. Chucky. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Goalies. You know you know what they say about goalies, right? No, what do they no. say? They're weird. I know that they're weird. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, they're, they're all a little bit. <laughs> they're just, it's they're a just, weird bunch. They're just a little strange. Yeah. yeah, they're all superstitious, too. All right, we'll get the win over the Flyers, bro. All right, sounds good, guys. All, All right, right thank we'll you, talk buddy. To you again next week. Right, wait, Thanks. I got a question for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. Yep. Yeah. What are the Commanders going to do with uh, with with their with their draft pick here? With the, the number two, pick? it's going to be a quarterback, but I don't know which one. Yeah, they're going to draft Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels most is the guy. We had the head coach on yesterday, and he described Jaden Daniels as a game changer. What do you make of that? <laughs> Bit of a tell, don't you think? Yeah, but maybe he's doing that to just throw everyone off. Uh, that's the other thing. Yeah, he you could gotta, be. We should give him the context. Stromer, right? Stromer strikes me. You're, you play fantasy football, don't you? You're, you I can just yeah, tell him you're in. Yeah. Hold up. We should yeah, give him yeah. the context. Yeah, yeah. So, so give us your read. We did word association with the three draft prospects, right? Mm-hmm. 
So for Caleb Williams, he said DC. For Drake May, he said athletic. And then for Jaden Daniels, game changer. He paused in between game and changer. Well, he wasn't going to say Wait, game for, for Caleb Williams, he said DC? Well, yeah, because yeah, he's, he, he's, he's from <laughs> DC. Yeah, he's a local. He's from DC. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, wait, so what was the question for me? What's your read? <laughs> yeah, what's your read based on Dan uh, Quinn's response? Oh, oh. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like some, like, I, I don't know. I feel like something weird is going to happen. I feel like the, the, I feel like the the Bears the Bears are gonna if obviously if they're gonna take Williams I think that's that's pretty clear but I think that I think that that the Commanders may be taking Drake May that's that's maybe my bold prediction. Ooh, it's Drake May. What, why do you okay. think that? In thirty think, seconds or less. <laughs> no, I have no, no reason. I just feel like everyone you know like Vegas knows right. Vegas knows, and if the betting odds just say, say it's a tingle, odds, it's a tingle play. Yeah, the tingle. Vegas knows, and if, yeah. the, if the betting odds are, are supporting, you know, one way, sometimes it goes the other. That's what I've I've learned. All right, Dylan Strom's Drake May guy. It's documented. Right, <laughs> All right, right you're here in. On the you're in. All, All right, right. Th- thanks, Thank Strom. You, no problem. See you yep, guys. We'll talk All to man. you next week. That's are Dylan the betting Strom. odds for Jaden now? Are they? I don't know. No, I didn't. Did we seen change the, the whole market? Did we move the, the market? Does Stromer know that he's a big underdog? The flyers probably doesn't know that. Yeah. Kuipers <laughs> moved Jaden Daniels to the Commanders on his board. Very good. Uh, they were using our Merrill Hodge audio once again on Get Up on ESPN because they had Dan Orlovsky on there, mm-hmm. and Orlovsky was there with Damian Woody, who used to play with the Patriots. Because he's uh, another one that center. likes May, right? Um. I'm not sure that he's a pro mega. Orlovsky's a May guy. That's what I mean. And the, what I gathered, I only heard part of it, was Orlovsky was saying, ideally, he might be in like a Jordan Love situation and sit to fix his footwork. Drake May's got a lot of things apparently to work on. Dylan Strom is brought to you by CB Shanahan's heating, cooling, and plumbing quality and comfort you can rely on. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Uh, 